Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Rhodes and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. What's up, guys? Welcome into another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. It was so much fun to record with Iowa State Center Robert Jones. I know that there are people out there, you know, people out there who, who have their things to say, the haters. But I love Big Rob energy. I love what Robert Jones brings to the table for Iowa State and, and everything about the way that he plays the game, the uh, joy that he plays the game with. And this was a lot of fun to be able to talk to him and get you know a little bit more into, inside of his mind, uh, why he came to Iowa State, why he fits in really well here, uh, and a whole lot more on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Of course, Corner 3, presented by our friends at Mechdyne. You can learn more about them at mechdyne.com. And we will hear from Big Robert Jones here after the break. We're joined now on Corner 3 on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network by Iowa State Center Robert Jones. Rob, I appreciate you taking the time to, to join us today. And, uh, man, I hope you've been enjoying your downtime since the season got over. Oh, absolutely. But you know how you know how it is in the worlds of athletics. There's not really any downtime. <laughs> what, uh, what have the last few weeks been like for you guys? Obviously, you know, I know, you know, Jaron and those guys are still around a little bit, but what have just workouts been like with only a couple of you guys there? Uh, so the workouts we have going right now are a lot more individual specific. So I'll work uh, myself with a coach and a few managers and we'll work on just like touch around the rim, a little bit of shooting uh, and just trying to get my free throws back up to a percentage that uh, that I know I can shoot at. And then uh, just crushing it in the weight room. Uh, we, we try to go as hard as we can in the weight room uh, every day, uh, make sure we can build a lot of strength up right now when there's not as much wear and tear on our bodies. So I kind of want to start at the very beginning for you. Why did you choose to play basketball? What is it about basketball that drew you to it other than the fact that you're obviously really tall? <laughs> that was going to be my first factor. Yeah. Uh, but both my parents played high school or college basketball, really. Uh, they both played Division three basketball in Minnesota. Um, so just having that background of two parents that played and just uh, like kind of like that influence of basketball in your life, it kind of just was like, OK, I'll play basketball. And then I just kind of ended up loving the sport, just like the the ability to play like all positions from anywhere on the floor and just having to do everything and running up and down. Uh, it just it was really exhilarating to me. And I just loved the fact that like I had to be able to play both sides. So like it, it had an addition of not only like physical attributes, but it also made me use my brain a lot, too, which I loved. Did you play any other sports growing up? 
I mean, yeah, I, I swam, which was the biggest sport I did besides basketball. I played soccer. Um, but that's really about it. Okay. So what's your favorite thing about basketball then? Hmm, defense. I love defense. Um, I love to I love to claim the ability to guard anybody on the court. Like, I don't really care who you are. I'm either going to stay in front of you or block your shot. Like, um, I, I, like, I feel like that's the, the key to, to winning any game in general is playing really good defense and not letting the other team score. So this past year, obviously, the big Rob Energy thing, uh, you know, kind of grew a lot uh, as the season went along. What is big Rob Energy? What, is it, what does that mean? Uh, just – it's just who I am every day, uh, coming in, bringing energy, uh, doing the right things, doing the little things all the time, uh, being that leader in the group. Um, and then kind of just like talking on the court, like the, as the season went on, like that's kind of how I grew into it a lot was right at the beginning. It was nice and all. And like my, my, my team nickname was instant impact, which means like come off the bench and produce right away. And so like knowing that, like, I, I, I try to I try to do every game uh, as the season wear on more and more. Like I tried to talk even more to my, my teammates and be uplifting. Like obviously something bad is going to happen in the game, but I wanted to be that person every time that I'd come up to that person who made a mistake and be like, yo, bro, like I don't care that that happened. We got another opportunity right now to get to get it back and get another win right here. So it's like being that person who can uplift the group every time and being like being on the court and um, kind of sharing the the energy that Conrad brings on the bench as well. You know, we're the two uh, the two energy guys on the team. How do you feed off of each other? Obviously, you're the only two guys that I think when you when you guys go into the game, we've got the CFO and we've got Big Rob Energy. Like, it's got a whole thing to it. How does how do you guys feed off of that? Oh, uh, I'd say like he brings the energy on the bench, which I feel like I want to reciprocate on the court. So his just always positive attitude is kind of like what I want to bring to the court. Like the, the move on from the next play, like try to find the good in what you did and figure something out better. Like put everything behind you. Nothing of that matters. Like we got to focus on what's in front of us. What brought you to Iowa State? What was it about Iowa State that, that made you want to come here? I'd say it, uh, being closer to home. I'm from Minnesota, so I'm about three hours north of Ames. And then secondly, uh, Coach TJ and his, his basketball strategies. Uh, just when I had my Zoom call with him during the recruitment process uh, two years ago, um, he mentioned something about how he wanted to use me on the floor and everything aligned with like how I play and what I wanted to do with uh, my basketball career. And how tough was that decision? Obviously, being at Denver, I mean, you were a, a productive player there and probably would have had an opportunity to go on. You could have been a you know, an all-conference type of player or something like that. But, you know, you come to Iowa State and you play a smaller role that is just as impactful in a different kind of way. You know, what made you want to do that, I guess? What made you want to buy into doing something different when you could have had that individual glory, I guess, of, of playing at a lower level? Well, to me, when I was transferring, so I, I, I almost had to transfer out of Denver. Our, our coach got fired and we – didn't really we didn't really win and like myself like I, I consider myself to be a winner like I like to win in everything I do and I'm super competitive in that manner so it's like coming from a place that didn't win a lot like that was the first and that was the first thing I thought of when I was leaving uh Denver was to win games um and obviously last year that's what we did I mean we went to Sweet 16 uh we we won our PKI tournament we won our uh 
our Thanksgiving no, tournament yeah. in New York. Um, and uh, I won more games uh, before conference started at Iowa State than I won in the two years I had at Denver. So uh, just coming in here was, was all about uh, winning and trying to get on a team that even if I played a little bit of role, like a team that's going to win. And if I play a little bit of role on a winning team, I feel like that's so much more satisfying to uh, just my goals in life as opposed to playing a huge role on a team that's not going to win enough. So that's that's interesting to me because obviously right before you came in, Iowa State had not been a winning program, you know, right. in the two, in really the two years before that. But I, I imagine growing up in the Twin Cities, you had some exposure to Iowa State or had some understanding of, of what Iowa State basketball was. So did was that a kind of thing where you're like, even though they hadn't been winning, you're like, I know that's a winning program at the end of the day. The DNA of that is winning. Absolutely. I mean, Iowa State is a is really it's like a culture. I mean, you have the, the fans that pack Hilton and the same fans that are going to pack Jack Trice for you as well. I mean, it's just that that culture of uh, buying in. And uh, I just really wanted to be a part of that. You know what I mean? What how did TJ sell you on that? And then how would you describe the way TJ is? every day as a coach like what what's it like to play for tj so tj's selling points were um you're going to come here and win and we're going to work we're going to work on getting better every day um we're going to work on work on your strengths we're not going to try to make you better at your weaknesses we're going to try to make your strengths even better if you're good at what you're good at we're going to make you great at what you're good at and that sort of thing was just like okay like that thinking process of like oh he doesn't shoot threes it's not because i can't or i don't want to it's more along the lines of like, I do so many other things way better than shooting three. It's like, I can focus on those and make our team win and then maybe pass the ball. Who's a little better to somebody who's a little better at shooting than me. Because that being said, I said, I would say TJ, like how TJ is every day is somebody who, who forces the best out of people. Um, he's a very, but like, yes, he might be a super like brolic dude. Who's always, always looks angry, but in, in at the end of the day, he always has uh, his players and his staff and everybody around him's best interests at heart, and he's going to push you as hard as he can to try to get that out of you. If you're not giving him all you can, it, it might get a little bit harder for you, but uh, the relationship I have with TJ is, is very uh, understandable because I know what he expects of me, and so it's like I'm going to give him that every time I step on the court. You talk about the buy-in and things like that, and I know a big part of that process – was the legendary off-season workouts that you guys went through, still go through, I'm sure are going to go through here uh, in six weeks or so once you guys get back. Someone on our forums asked me, they wanted you to detail what the toughest workout you guys have had to do was. Ooh. Uh, they love, they love, we love to say it's the, uh, the, the soccer field. Um, I mean, we're up. I mean, the hardest part about the soccer field is waking up. I mean, you got to wake up at like 5.30 in the morning and you got to be out there at 6. Like you have to be at the field at like 5.50, like eating. You had to be ready to go for an hour workout of just straight running and exercises um, at 6 a.m. Like I'm talking about it's fall, 6 a.m. It's probably 30 degrees outside. Uh, the sun's not even up yet. Students aren't even awake. And you're out there listening to a whistle uh, tell you when to run up and down a soccer field. And you're just... And you're just giving everything you can to the field. Uh, I'd say it's probably one of those. But we also like during these times, we like during that same time we did soccer field this last year, we also added a conditioning to the end of our Tuesday practices. So we'll do a whole Tuesday practice. And then at the end, it's like, OK, now we have 30 minutes of conditioning that gets added on to the end of it. So 
say one of those two, just because um, conditioning is probably the one of the worst parts of sports. Oh yeah, I'm right there with you, dude. When I uh, I played D3 basketball, and when I was there, we ran on the track for our off-season workouts, and it was horrible, dude. Oh, yeah. it, it, we'd be running the mile every Tuesday, and then you're yeah. running like a mile in sprints, and it was just, it, it was like, man, what the hell am I doing out here? I, I thought I came here to play basketball. Now I'm running track like a track athlete. <laughs> now you're at a, now you're at a track practice. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, it seemed like during that first year for you, there was a moment where the switch kind of flipped. Like it was like you really had adjusted to playing at the big 12 level. Did you feel that? Or was there maybe something specific that it was like, that just kind of clicked for you that you're like, okay, now I really know what I'm doing. And now I really know how to, to play the game at this, at this pace. I'd say for sure. Um, but also just a nod of just like, uh, just kind of like, not really like a switch being flipped, but more of just like I ease into like, okay, like this is how it works. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't just instant. It kind of, I kind of eased into it, but like, it's also just in watching the games, I'd say the switch flipped uh, like the last game of the season, that Baylor game. Um, but I feel like the, the work I put in and the, the time I spent uh, like figuring out what I have to do and all those sorts of things that like that sort of time that I gave to the game and to the coaching staff and to my, my teammates, of course, um, just kind of propelled me to have that sort of moment of that switch flipping just because I like had the time to, to really uh, figure out what was going on for me and how uh, I could be better and uh, just uh, be a full potential myself. And I don't even think I'm there yet. Like I had a good pre-conference uh, this year. I was averaging about um, – 10 points and eight-ish rebounds or something like that. And then conference started, and I had a few games with no points, very little points. And um, then I got back to the point where I'm having uh, more uh, double-digit points, high-rebound games. And I'm thinking that with the off-season workouts we're, about, we're putting in right now and a whole nother summer and then another off-season that we have in the fall, uh, uh, I should be more apt to – holding on to the the same skill level I had um, in the pre-conference throughout the conference play. And that's my goal for next year. How, how important was that was that moment for you in that Baylor game then just for you to have the confidence? Because then I feel like that was a, the confidence really started to come out then from you. Because I remember I remember even that Wisconsin game. I don't know. I don't know how much you played like in the game, but you had some moments where you made some really nice moves in the post and you could just see it's like, OK, you know, it's not just like you're out there kind of just trying to feel your way through the game. You're playing the game now, you yeah. know, and like, and, and then you see the confidence come through and that you're talking some trash, you're doing all those kinds of things just to not even for those couple weeks, but to propel you into that next year. How important was that? Uh, I think the most important part of that was the trust that uh, TJ gained in me from that game. Um, and to me, the biggest thing I found was like the trust and confidence from other people are, is very impactful on how you play. Like, if you're a shooter, for example, if you're a shooter and your whole team, like, expects you to make the shot, you're probably going to make the shot. Like, you see when Curry shoots a three, the entire bench turns around with their hands in the air like this because they know it's going in. And it's just, like, that confidence is, like, it, it is, the, like, one of the big reasons why it's, like, he can't miss because, like, everybody expects him to make. So it's, like, why would he miss? <laughs> And I'd say the equal an equal sort of thing is like, well, if I shot a three, there'd be a couple of people on the team who might be like, ooh, like, is that a great shot? And it's like, okay, that sort of like that questioning is like, okay, now I'm going to start questioning it because it's like, okay, 
their questioning is in my mind. It's like I'm questioning the shot, so I probably will miss. So I, I just feel like that that confidence that was given, not only given to me, but like the team and the coaching staff just by seeing that game um, was very, very uplifting. Where's the trash talk come from? You don't you don't seem like you're much of a, you know, like in your face trash talker type type of guy when you talk to you off the basketball court. But man, something there's a switch that flips in you once that game starts. And I I see it come out. You're the flexing on Armando Baycott, telling people they're too little. Where's you know, where's that come from? Man, uh I'd say it started with the the Stephen Crow thing. Um Tell so, that story again. You've told yeah, me before, but uh I had some other people that wanted to hear that. Of course. Uh, so, well, we're about to play Wisconsin, and obviously Stephen Crow is the, the matchup that I, I, I get matched up with. But Stephen Crow is the grade below me, and he's also from Minnesota. So he actually played against my 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 little brother. So my little brother is um, he's he's a freshman now at Mankato State, going to be a sophomore. So they he played against uh, Stephen Crow and guarded him his when Stephen Crow was a senior and my brother was a sophomore. Um, and during that game there was like some sort of incident where Steven Crow ended up putting my little brother in a headlock. And it's like, I got, that got back to me from my mom. And it's just like, bro, you are a senior playing a sophomore. There's no reason you should have this type of beef. And it's like, that's my little brother. Like I'm going to come back even stronger at you because it's like, you can do that to me. Cool. But like to my little brother, like you just played against me for three years. Like you can't just come out here and try to do that to, to somebody who I love and care about. Like, so I feel like that's where the trash talk really comes from. It's when, when people try to be disrespectful when they know they have no right to be. What it, had you been waiting all game for that opportunity to, oh, to make absolutely. that? But you, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I was, I was, as soon as, as soon as I seen the brackets come out, I was like, Oh yeah, we, we gotta be LSU just so I can see Steven Crowell uh, the next game. I love it. That's funny. Uh, what about Armando Baycott then? Cause that, that game too, it was, that one was right away. I remember you came in, you were, you were red hot right from the very beginning. Oh yeah. Uh, it was, it was more of a confidence thing to myself. Like it was kind of like a, okay, like I really just like pushed you out of the way. Like, let me, let me mm -hmm. flex a little bit and get my own sort of rhythm. Um, and I, I just like doing that, like, um, it's not so much to like actually uh, talk trash to the person I'm playing against. It's more just for myself to get my mind right. Like, like, yeah, like I'm here type of thing. Like, like I'm here, I'm ready. Like I'm going to, I'm going to show you I'm ready. Like whatever you want to bring me, I can take all of that. Cause like I'm big Rob energy. Like that's what I'm built for. Yeah. And I, I was at that game out in Portland and I oh, remember, no. yeah, I remember. Actually, like, no, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember right away, man, you could just see it. It's like, man, these guys got something different in them today, you mm -hmm. know? And Absolutely. it was, it, and I thought for you, it was like, man, you could see, obviously Baycott comes into that game, you know, they're number one, he's getting a lot of accolades had gotten a lot of accolades after mm -hmm. the NCAA tournament. And when you did that, I was like, oh, these guys aren't scared at all of oh, this yeah, moment. No. You know, like they were ready to go. And you guys knew that you could go toe to toe and beat that team. Oh, yeah. And I, I almost want to put it back on TJ and just be like the just the way he had us hyped up for that game was uh, uh, very well coached. Like um, he praised all, all year of just like like you guys put the work in like you, you deserve to win these games like. Like you, you guys out of anybody in the NCAA, like you put in the time, like you had the 6 a.m. soccer field, like you have the early morning, like we work at, like our practices are 7 a.m. every day, like without, without fail, Monday through Friday, even Saturday, like before the season starts, we have Saturday scrimmages at 7 a.m. still like that sort of like 
grind where it's like you have that repetitive you have that repetition you build those habits of like i'm every day i'm doing the same thing and i'm the, the, the same thing that i'm doing those are winning habits every time that i do them so it's like just going back to that and getting reminded of that going into that game is like north carolina didn't do that like we're the ones who put the time in like we should be here we should be ready how has coach green helped you as a player since you've been at iowa state uh I'd say, like, for the most part, he's helped me a lot defensively, just on, like, a lot of terms positioning. Like, I'm not necessarily the fastest dude, and I'm obviously super tall and big. So, like, I have to be very smart about where I put my body when I'm playing defense. And so, like, just him, like, like what I do a lot a lot of times is, like, if I don't understand something, even the slightest bit, I'm going to ask you a question about it. Because, like, I want to make sure that I'm doing everything to, like, the letter. I'm trying to do everything perfect because perfection is how you win. Like, that's what I've learned. It's like you, uh, the closer you can get to having a perfect game is the easier you're going to have to winning that game. And so if I don't get something a little bit, I'm going to ask. So, like, I always ask a question when he's explaining something new uh, just to make sure, like, I got it down. And I feel like that's the biggest thing I learned from him. It's just, like, uh, positioning where to be, like, how to take a charge, how to be in a how to be in a gap, how to, like, give a guard a little bit of room without, like, being too far back that they can shoot the ball. <laughs> What's your favorite game that you've played in while you've been at Iowa State? I mean, the Wisconsin game was cool because obviously that's the game that took us to Sweet 16. And like Sweet 16, is, uh, I mean, come on now, it's top 16 teams in the nation. Mm -hmm. But I mean, personally, I'd say, maybe the, the, the most recent Kansas game at home, the, the one we won this year. Uh, beating Kansas was unreal. Like we lost to them both times last year and both times we played them on the road at Allen Fieldhouse, we won by one or two points or we lost by one or two points. And it's just like that feeling of like, if we were right there, like had a call gone, like all gone one way or like somebody made a layup or they don't get a rebound, we probably could have won. And the fact that we took that and then brought them here and beat them by 15, that I mean, shoot, that was yeah, that was unreal. And then just like the the crowd experience of Hilton Coliseum. So just like any game you play in Hilton is instantly one of my favorites. Awesome. How do you expand your game for next season? What are the things that you feel you can do, maybe do better, or how can you add some things to your game from where you're at right now? I would say I'm not necessarily looking to add so much. Um, there's a lot of things that I do really well that I want to get better at. Like I want to get really good at like finishing around the rim. Like I want to be able to be anywhere inside of um, I'd say like the second, third hash in the paint and just that circle around the rim. Like I want to be able to score the ball at ease around there. And then one of the things that I'm adding to my game that I really love right now is like we do a lot of like dribble handoffs from the elbow top of the key. I want to be able to have like a go-to move with counters from that spot. Like, I don't want to be just like a handoff, right? Like I want to be able to score from that position as well. So that's one of the huge things I'm working on right now. I love it. Uh, what, or I got to ask this and, it, oh, and you man. mentioned it before I had people ask me those for the free throws. You're working, <laughs> you're working on the free throws. Absolutely. We're a little secret and I don't know how long it'll last, but um, we're working on getting my free throws to a, uh, a one-handed shot form. Okay. So, uh, we realized that when I shoot like a hook or like a floater, 
like I have no trouble making that. Like mm-hmm. there's no there's no uh, indecision, and in, like when it hits the rim, it's not coming off crazy. It's either short or long. It, it's very accurate. So KG's thought was like, okay, let's just move it back to the three po- uh, the free throw line, and let's work on repping out shooting free throws. So today uh, we already had a workout this morning. Uh, I already had my workout this morning with KG uh, Kyle Green. Sorry for yeah, um, and. I shot 36 for 45 from the free throw line this morning. So it's like with one hand, like I'm developing that sort of confidence in that repetition. And it's like, I don't, I don't, I can't say right now if that's going to come to the games with me next year, because shooting a one-handed free throw in front of ESPN is kind of crazy. But Mm -hmm. I mean, if it works, it works. So if it continues to work for me, that'll probably be the adjustment I'll make at the free throw line. Do you think that's something with your guide hand? Like you just got some sort of problem that just is, is knocking you off a little bit in that sense? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I could yeah. probably have something to do with that, but I don't really use my guide hand when I shoot. But so maybe like it like leans into the hand a little bit mm-hmm. too much and I need to like keep it focused on like being centered in my right hand. But I mean, it, yeah. it, once I take it away, I end up like making the next shot. So I don't know. What are your what are your goals and dreams for after basketball? Okay. So I have an economics major, like I'm majoring in economics. One of the some of the things that I want to do after I'm done is I want to open up a restaurant. I want to do like a, a gym, like training like training like younger age kids to like the fundamentals of basketball and, and weightlifting. Like that's like a huge thing that I'm interested in. And then uh I also want to do like basic like financial planning, financial advising, uh, and actuarial sciences. So like, um, managing money and also like, um, managing, um, um, not debt, but like, I don't know, managing complications. Yeah. yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. The, that gym idea is cool. I think the uh, fundamentals of weightlifting, especially, will be important. As more because more and more and more kids are lifting weights. We got young kids lifting weights now. We got a lot of people who are doing a lot of things wrong, uh, and they're going to get hurt. You know, uh, so it's those are important things for what we're going to have moving forward. That's really cool. Absolutely, and I think, and I think too, by doing that, like it also teaches them like for the future as well. Because it's like if you can do, if you can like remember how to like do the form things right, like you're gonna remember how to do form things right. Like it's not just weightlifting at, at that point. Like if you remember how to like do the weightlifting stuff right, then it's gonna help you remember how to do a paper correctly or mm-hmm. like um help your how to pick up how to pick up a box correctly without hurting yourself yeah exactly exactly just other things and and just like that molding of the youth is is something i'm very passionate in that's awesome what are some of your other hobbies outside of basketball i know you play a lot of basketball i've heard about you playing pickup ball around uh around (laughs) central iowa i won't say where you play but i've heard heard plenty of stories from uh some of my other friends that are in the basketball community so what do you do besides play basketball Uh, i'm a big music guy i love to i love to explore genres one of my biggest new genres right now that's kind of sweeping the nation is the the afrobeat and dance hall genre um, kind of like been into that and I love that genre because it's like very upbeat and you can really listen to it whenever almost um, just kind of just makes you happy makes you dance makes you move uh, I just love that sort of stuff um, stuff that like really affects your soul 
And then I also love to cook. It's hard to cook now just because of like my schedule. And when I get home at night, it's kind of, I'd be kind of tired. So it's like, do I, do I order some food or do I cook clean, put everything away and then go to bed an hour later if I would have just got like some pizza or something. So, but I'm also really passionate about cooking. So I'd say that as well. And then like my last thing is like, I'm a very, like very well-versed movie guy. Like, like I'd say my favorite kind of movies are like children's movies. And I know it's crazy to say, but like, I just feel like they tell the best stories. Mm-hmm. Like you can learn the most from them. So that's, I feel like that's why I like them the most. What's your favorite, what's your favorite movie then? How to Train Your Dragon. Okay. That's, I haven't seen that one, but I've heard it's good. I'll have to check I it out. I highly recommend it's. I just feel like it has, you know, a good storyline, got a little fantasy, a little romance, just kind of has, you know, action, comedy. It seems like in the children's movies, we uh, we keep coming up with new ideas, whereas in the adult movies, we've given up on the idea of new ideas. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, yeah. See, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, who's your? These are just a couple quick ones, and then I'll let you go. Who's your favorite basketball player? Kevin Durant. Always been Kevin Durant. Tall, skinny guy like me, usually Kevin Durant. I mean, just to see what he does with that frame is, is unreal, but uh, – never you never actually remember that like he put in the actual work to get to that point like he didn't just sit around and expect him to be good like he was in the gym every day working on his ball handling and working on his shooting for hours every day and that's how he got to that point did you ever think you were gonna have that game i did i did but then i realized uh I think we all got to college yeah. i was like yeah i didn't put in enough work to get to that point. <laughs> i think we all thought so uh what's our uh or what's your favorite thing about being a cyclone? The fans. I love the fans here. I mean, the the way the way they like they're always present. Like I, I love that about us. Like even when the students go home, we still sell out like the two or three games we have at Hilton. And then we'll go play on the road. Like we'll go play TCU or Oklahoma and they'll have like five people sitting in the crowd, like and it's just the parents of the players. But like here there's not a game that you don't go to where it's like you can really feel some sort of energy coming from the stands while you're on the court. And like, I mean, aside from like the playing, like just the fans, like in the, in Ames itself is they're always super, super nice, super like, super likable. Um, just great people. What's your favorite big 12 arena besides Hilton Coliseum to play in? See, I want to say Allen Fieldhouse just because of how like electric it gets in there. But I'd almost say, like, West Virginia or Texas Tech, they have some really cool, like, it, I, I like their arenas. Like, they have, it, it's, it's really, really cool. It's really hard to win in West Virginia, too, which is, which I like because it, it, I love the challenge of it. Well, you'll get the challenge to win it all of them one more time. So we oh, appreciate absolutely. you taking the time, man, and, uh, and we'll catch up with you again down the road, all right? Sounds good. Thanks for having me.